Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, a program that is dedicated 100% to the Bible, theology, Christian living, and apologetics. That's right, preach the gospel and defend the gospel. That is my motto. Hopefully it's yours. Uh, Strictly Biblical, not just the name of a church, even though that is the name of our church. Strictly Biblical is the name of our position. We go to the Bible to prove uh, what God wants us to do. We don't make it up. We can't. It comes from the Word of God. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And, yes, right, it is Monday, and so it's time for our Monday night Bible study, the Bible study that we had every Monday. Uh, That was at 7 o'clock right after this uh, broadcast at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries 10709 Grand River. And, boy, we can't wait till we all get back to church after this coronavirus deal is over, but right now we're still um, being very careful to to open slowly to give use the wisdom that God has given us so that we can uh, be appropriate uh, when we open and uh, follow all the rules necessary and yet be able to meet and praise God. However, the ministry still isn't over. It hasn't stopped. Tomorrow at 11 o'clock, you can log on to strictlybiblical.org, be a part of our prophecy class, which is going on every Uh, Tuesday. In fact, we have more people in our class now than we had when we were doing it at the church. A lot of people uh, log on to it, and uh, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, Then, 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock service, right? That's every Sunday, uh, live streamed. Uh, All you have to do is go on to uh, strictlybiblical.org, Google on there in our 11 o'clock service, where I'm preaching on the book of Revelation and having a wonderful time doing so. For more information about what's happening, um, uh, at our church, especially in terms of our uh, Bible studies, and there's other Bible studies as well, uh, you can call because someone is at the office, even though uh, we do have our uh, office manager in place, uh, Thelma, she's normally there uh, doing daytime hours from about 10.30 on. Uh, so you can call area code 313-933-9270 and get further information from her. All right, well, while I'm talking to you guys, all of a sudden, the phone lines are filling up. 
All right, so uh, let's go and talk to Scott and Taylor. Hello, Scott. How you doing? Yes, sir. I was just wondering, how come that uh, the governor is able to even keep the churches closed in the first place? Well, uh, basically, uh, keeping the churches closed is, is kind of a hard thing to do because there's some, uh, uh, probably if churches were to just stand, stand against it, uh, it might be a thing where they would prevail because uh, uh, some of the churches have even wanted to go to, to court and not uh, deal with this, okay? Uh, so, but still, the churches, but, uh, but then to say the churches aren't completely closed, what happens is you can meet with so many people. They have so many people that you can meet, maybe 50, maybe 100. In fact, some churches are opened already as long as they follow the CDC rules. However, some can't because if, if we have a church service, uh, and all we, uh, it's strictly if all we have coming there are 50 people, then a lot of people are going to be left out. So, but know. I thought that there was a separation between church and state. Well, there is a separation Why? between church and state, but un- unfortunately, mm-hmm. the coronavirus doesn't recognize those distinctions. So, therefore, what happens mm-hmm. at the church can translate to the state, and so that people will die. So that that's that's my concern is being a, a, a good a good Christian and a good American, knowing that uh, definitely uh, the science tells me that uh, we have to be careful so that we don't spread this thing. So yeah, there's a separation between church and state, and we know about that in the political realm. But this is a little something different to me because, like I said, the coronavirus it doesn't respect church and state; it's killing everybody. In fact, anyway, there were preachers who, uh, in fact, I, I, in fact, these were some Pentecostal ministers. They got together in the early stage of this, and they had a meeting. All of them died. About six of them died from the coronavirus. But they're deeming everything uh, corona death, everything, no well, matter well, what well, it okay. is. Well, what happens, is this? what happens is this. I hear you. But evidence and logic. They're not doing that with everything, sir. They're not. I can, in fact, I watched the news. There was a, some guy who went to a so-called coronavirus party, and they're just making a lark out of it and went there to see who's going to get it. Um, he died. But before he died, he said, I found out this is not a hoax. We've got to be real. We just yeah. got to be real. Well, it's not as bad. In fact, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, no ministry is stopped in where you can't close down the church. The church isn't a building. It's the people. And, and I've been preaching, teaching, doing the same thing yep. I've been teaching. You're Our right. church is not closed. You're right. So all we have to do right. is be wise and to right. recognize that, that's it. So you, 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 you see my point. The church can't be stopped. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Thanks You're for right. your call. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Angela in Royal Oak, see what's on her mind. Hello, Angela. Well, hi, Pastor. How you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. Let's go talk about three things, that's okay. Oh, man. You can't hog it, though. Now, I can give you two of those. Uh, it was a news story, I guess, um, on the news, like Fox News and Internet. I guess the Catholic Church was, um, was burned down and vandalized by this guy who kind of looked like Jesus himself, which is weird. And I told you it's going to happen. People will start attacking the church, burning down the churches, you know? When we think about that. Well, it's horrible. But, but first of all, I'll be honest with you, I think it's horrible for them to be burning down anything. Okay? They're burning yeah. down statutes, Confederate statutes, and all this. Uh, uh, uh. In other words, I'm not in, uh, wasn't in favor of slavery or anything, but here's what I know. Here's one thing I know. Uh, people don't think things through, and especially mobs don't. Uh, here's a truth I'll put on the table. There is no way you can destroy your history. Burning down a statute of a slave or Abraham Lincoln or somebody, that does not change your history. 
the history is still the same. You can't erase it. Uh, because if you had to do that, not only would you be burning down and tearing down statutes, but you got to go in the library and burn all their books. Is that coming next? It makes no sense. And then uh, we're yielding ourselves to mob rules. I don't care if there's something that, up that you don't like. That doesn't give you the right to tear it down. It's the, the property is not yours. So, uh, so that's the biggest problem. And some I've heard, and, and why? what are they doing attacking a church? What does that got to do with anything? So I told you about the statue of Jesus representing like a white, you know, supremacy. As most people think it does. Which oh, I white don't, supremacy. But well, do. Oh, and yeah, and, and, and they're, they're so intelligent because they say, well, you know, because it's a white Jesus. It's a white Jesus. Right. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I hear that little feedback there. Are you still with us, Angela? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> Um, it was a message from the governor about that. Um, you have to wear your oh, mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, 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 that's probably yeah. right. Here's the problem that I have with it, okay? It's not logical. Jesus was they, they're portraying Jesus as a white man. First of all, we do not know what color Jesus was. We don't have a photograph. I'm sorry. Secondly, secondly, anybody can Google it for themselves. Look at the images of Jesus throughout history. You will find that every nation that had people that embraced Christ, always made Jesus look like themselves. When the Chinese accepted Jesus Christ, they made him look like a Chinaman. When the Japanese did, they made him look like uh, someone from Japan, right? Any nation. In the Middle Ages, we know in the Bible that Jesus hung on the cross, probably naked. You know, usually there's a lion cloth around him, but pretty much uh, naked. But in the Middle Ages... They put a crown on him, made him look European. Every nation does that. Not because they're saying for real they know how Jesus looks, but just to bring him closer to them. So the idea of tearing down a statue because of the fact that it is portraying a white Jesus, there have been black uh, men who play Jesus in some musicals. I saw like uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so what is with it? It doesn't make any sense. Okay? The color of Jesus, Jesus himself said in John six sixty three, he says, the spirit gives life. He says, my flesh profits nothing, okay? nothing. It's not about who he was physically. It's who he is, and that's the son of God, and it's spiritually. So that's the problem you have. People just aren't thinking things through. Color of Jesus, uh, nothing. that's no problem at all. No statutes of Jesus. In fact, I couldn't imagine uh, anybody tearing down a statute of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Angie. Got to let you go there now. You—that was a long one. I'd like to talk to you, but <laughs> Angela's full of good stuff. She is. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss here on the Bible Talk program. My job is to not defend politics, but to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything based upon evidence is lo- and logic. That doesn't mean that I'm, I don't think I'm always right, but I do know my approach is right. What I believe, what you believe, should be based on evidence and logic. Let's go to uh, William to William in uh, Oakland Township. Hello, William. Hey, Pastor Moss. How are you? Real good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. I've got a biblical question to ask you. Okay. I'm, I'm curious, the, the conflict between um, the rapture and when it comes to, like, the Tim LaHave uh, Left Behind series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you— Yes, I'm familiar I, I'm with sure that. you've probably heard of those. Uh-huh. But the conflict between those and all of Jesus's parables, like tares and the wheat first— 
they pulled up the tares and bound them and threw them in the fire. And then he gathered the wheat and placed them in the barn or the fish in the nets. Uh, first he gathered the, 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 the bad fish and discarded them and threw them into the fire and brought the fish. And so all of his parables, the first people that he pulls up, that he sends the angels out to pull up, are the uh, are not his people. And then there's a conflict between that and the Left Behind series that says you don't want to be left behind. But I do want to be left behind because the first ones in all Jesus's parables are being bound up and thrown into the fire. What do you think about that? Well, what happens is, uh, first of all, I don't uh, uh, reference uh, the uh, Left Behind by Tim Lee, even though it's a good book, uh, as the source. The source is the Bible. And what you see happening there with the angels coming and, uh, uh, you know, uh, removing, that's a part of the tribulation period. That is talking about tribulation um, and not uh, in not a, a, a rapture situation. Do you believe that we might be in the tribulation period right now? No. With no, everything not. that's taking place? Oh, no. Absolutely. 100% not. We are not in the tribulation period now. In fact, what, what you need why to, not? Pastor? I'll tell you why not. First of all, because of the uh, what the Bible tells us. Okay, that's first of all. Secondly, this because it's going to be a seven-year uh, long period, and 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 then there's uh, definitely signs that follow it. But if we look at it biblically, well, well, the but, se- let, let, let me finish. You, relates- you, you asked me to answer the question. I'll let you talk. Okay, I'll let you talk. Okay. But let me go to man. Okay. Um, that's because, with regards to the rapture, the seven years is the rapture. But well, some people believe, and that's fine. In other words, understand this, and I'll, I'll show you where I am. Even though I'm a pre-tribber, please understand, Bill. I have absolutely no problem at all with mid-tribbers or post-tribbers. Post-tribbers. There's a reason why I have to. I have to be open. Even though I am, I believe in pre-trib. I believe in it. Yet I cannot discard the mid-trip or the post-trip. I don't even debate. I will discuss it with people, but never debate it. And let me tell you why first, and then we go to tribulation. The reason why I uh, am like that, because of what it says in Mark 13. Here's what Jesus said. He told you and me the same thing, and there's absolutely no way around it. He says, Mark chapter 13, verse 33, he says, Take you heed, watch and pray, for uh, you know not when the time is. That's what he said. For the Son of Man... It is a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. So that's what he told everybody to do. Watch. What were they watching for? His coming. Right. Then verse 45. Watch you therefore. Now listen to this carefully. This is the, all the pre-tribbers, post-tribbers, mid-tribbers want to argue about this. Look at what Jesus said. Watch you therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes. <laughs> he said, you don't know when I'm coming. Then he no, said, I, I, wait, let me finish. I finished the verse, then ahead. you can talk. He says, uh, at evening, okay, and evening I always took to be like uh, uh, the uh, mid-trip position, at midnight, okay, or at cock-crowing. Cock-crowing, I always kind of saw it as a pre-trip. But he says, you don't know. So why debate about something we don't know? We can discuss it. What he said okay. here, though, the big thing he said he warned us against was this. This is what we need to focus on, where he says, uh, least coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Keep your eyes open because you don't know when it is. That's what Jesus said. That's what I buy by. Okay. And I agree with that. We should always be ready. But he, was, he also chastised everyone saying, you see the clouds coming and you know that it's going to rain. 
you know, and you, you can see. So the verses, and I'm not sure where to find it. I could look it up, but there's he chastises everyone and says, but you don't know what the time is right. or the end. Right. That you, you don't should know. know this. You know the signs. So I'm saying I would agree that the signs of tribulation are all before us. Coronavirus is signed because he said things are going to get worse and worse, earthquakes, uh, pestilences in various places. But that is what leads up to the tribulation. It's still not the tribulation. When tribulation but, gets here, nobody's going to have to ask a question because everybody's going to know. The one reason you know that we're not in tribulation is because people are asking, are you in tribulation? If you look at Revelation well, chapter 6, it's real clear, right? When it well, talks about, I, I, believe, mm-hmm. I believe, Pastor, that most people... Uh, who believe into the in, believe in the rapture? That that's the number one reason why they don't think that we're in the times we are, because they're blinded, thinking, well, I if if I'm going to be pulled away before the rapture begins, and well, I just told the you that. But you just found is, someone. Is but here's so the thing, brother. And, and the I hear whole history you. I hear so you. I hear you. But here's that. what you got to realize: you're talking to someone who's not like that. I've read Schofield. Let it read it all. Studied prophecy in a lot of detail. I teach it, okay? Yeah, and when he I was teach a horrible it, man. <laughs> and when I teach it, I'm fair. I forget how horrible the man is. I'm dealing with the theology, okay? And he's not the only one. What I, who I really like is Dwight Pentecost in his book, Things to Come, right? So the bottom line is I'm not, one of those, I'm not one of those persons, okay? Like I told you, I'm open, okay? I'll never debate this with people because Jesus said you don't know the day or the hour. He said, watch. That's what he said. And so and so I'm not one of those. I believe that the signs are here, but the signs are signs that are telling you that tribulation is coming. They're not telling you it's here already. And coronavirus is a sign, just like earthquakes in various well, places is a sign. It's not, but it's not a, the beginning of the tribulation. It's leading up true, to Pastor, it. But I, I believe that it's not just that. It's it's literally a checklist. It's lawlessness. It's uh, the lack of love amongst each other, the uh, disobedience to parents. It's a long checklist, and we've literally checked everything well, off that no, was No, we haven't. No, Jesus. we haven't. No, we haven't. You can't prove that we checked everything checked off. off. No, what happens is we've got this, all this going. What that is is the last days. What you're proving is that we're in the last days. The Bible does talk about that. But there's no checklist, like you're saying, leading to the tribulation like that. There are signs that lead to it, not checklists. And that's well, what when it talks I say about. Signs in a che- when I say signs in a checklist, I- I'm saying that the signs that were given are all present today. Yeah, yeah. The ch- well, the signs that are showing you that it's coming. But that's not the tribulation. Signs point to something. That's what they do. And over in First well, Timothy chapter 4, that's what we see. It says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, forbidding to marry. It talks about all that. These are the last days. But the last days are not the same as tribulation. The last days is telling you that the tribulation is coming, my friend. So keep your studies I'll going. Leave. I'm with you. But all I'm telling Thank you is you. this. Can I leave you with this? Uh-huh, One sure. last comment? Mm-hmm. Please keep an eye on Bill Gates' new vaccine, or it's not new. He's been working on it. And he literally named, or they literally named it, Lucifer Race, I could R-A-S-E. Care, I could care less about Bill Gates. He's a small player. No, the vaccination. I don't care. He's I don't care about There's a lot of people. Let me, let me tell you something. There's a lot of folks working on vaccinations. He's not the only one. He's not the only one. And so uh, talk, people are talking about Bill Gates like he's uh, in control of all, all this. It doesn't make any sense. In fact, there are all kinds of, in fact, people are fighting to see who's the first one going to be to come out with the, the vaccine. What I uh, 
implore of all of you, do not give way to conspiracy theories. Where's this one person? It's this. Come on. Okay? And this is not the tribulation. Oh, you think, let me read. This is what I was going to read about the tribulation. Nobody's going to ask questions when we get in tribulation. Oh, no. Because everybody's going to know. How do you know that we're not in tribulation? Because you're not running. <laughs> when you start running, then you'll know uh, that you're there. In fact, over in Revelation chapter 6, where it looks at the tribulation period, right? Uh, after the seals are broken, look at what happens. It says, verse 12, Revelation 6 and 12. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? I submit to you that when the seven-year tribulation starts, nobody's going to, you'd be crazy to say, are we in it? Because everybody who's in it is going to know. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy, cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. 
The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248 248- 581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. to call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air bible talk with pastor emory moss here on bible talk dealing with our monday night bible study uh, in the book of romans but always open to your questions about anything whether it be prophecy whether it be apologetics whatever it is you want to discuss you are welcome on this program all you have to do is give us a call at area code 866-423-9578 regardless of whether you agree or disagree with me. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we're doing what we are supposed to be doing. Let's go to Romans chapter 9 and look at this all-important chapter uh, written by the Apostle Paul. What a man, okay, being used by God. Says in Romans chapter 9, verse 1, okay, uh, the title of it, God's Righteousness and Mercy. And in Romans chapter 9, verse 1, it says, I say the truth in Christ, Paul writes. I like... I lie not. So he's telling us, I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. Now that's what Paul says. Why did he have continual sorrow in his heart? Verse 3, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. Okay? So, in other words, he's talking about the fact that he's Jewish and he's of Israel, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promise. Then look at this, verse 5. He goes on. So, basically, though, we need to break that one down, don't we? Who are Israelites, to whom pertains the adoption, they've been adopted by God, uh, and the glory and the covenants, right? The Old Testament covenant comes through them, and the giving of the law. And the service of God and the promises. Now, the key promise he's talking about, of course, is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 3, right? Through Abraham, through the seed of Abraham, all of the nations of the earth would be blessed, okay? So he's falling back here on the ultimate uh, unconditional covenant of the Abrahamic covenant as he discusses this. Then he says at verse 5, Whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh, okay? 
Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. So basically, he's talking about that, that, that Jesus Christ came through the lineage of the Jews. Uh, he is, in fact, Jewish. Okay? Jewish. It says in verse 6, Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect. Now look at this. He, then he gets into another subject. Very interesting. Paul. He says once again in verse 5, Whose are the fathers, and of whom is concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all. God blessed forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect. Look at this now, okay? because uh, definitely he's going to fulfill the Abrahamic covenant through the promised nation, the nation he promised, which is the Jews. Okay? Uh, and ultimately, the purpose of that nation was to bring, out, bring forth the Messiah, who would be, of course, you know, the ruler of the, of the world, yeah, sitting on David's throne, so to speak, but being a ruler throughout all eternity. Verse 6, not as though the word of God hath taken non-effect. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Wow. What Paul is doing is making a distinction between someone who is just physically, okay, physiologically, so to speak, Israel, and true Israel, which is more a matter of the spirit than it is of the flesh. Wow. Verse 7, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they the children. What? What he's basically, basically saying is just being, and this is exactly what Paul is talking about here, just being a, an offspring of Abraham, right? Just being a part of Jewish culture, just being Semitic or part of a Jewish biological lineage does not make you true seed. That's right. He says, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. There are, in other words, what Paul is saying, there are some who are of the cultural and physical seed of Abraham who are not really sons of Abraham. Wow, that's deep. That should banish any idea of some kind of racism uh, from your mind. Not based on that. Not based on that. Notice uh, verse 8. That is, as Paul continues, they which are the children of the flesh, listen to it now, that is, they that are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise is counted for the seed. Wow. Okay. Romans 9, right? And verse 8. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seeds. Basically what he's saying, it is not the flesh, okay, or the culture that makes you a true Jew. Basically what he's saying, it must be spiritual. That is the focus. You must be someone who is born again and believes in Jesus Christ. That is something. Now, understand, not me, the Bible removes this, okay, from any notion that because you're a Jew, uh, you know, there are Jews just like there's a uh, uh, Europeans and just like there's Africans, there are people who are going to hell. Okay? So your physicality does not save you. Okay, That's not what it's about. And we don't have to wait all the way to, our, uh, to Romans to get that kind of phraseology either. Uh, actually, uh, we get it before then, right? We get it before then. Where? Who told us this? Who talked about this? I'll tell you who. It was John the Baptist. John the Baptist said pretty much the same thing. Matthew chapter 3, look at this, verse 7, where it says, Matthew 3 and 7, 
But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, if anybody thought they were Jews and true Jews, it was these folks. Okay? But they were actually false teachers. It says, well, not all of them. Some of the Pharisees were, were godly. Okay? Notice, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, this is what John said. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. John didn't play. <laughs> Here are the religious leaders coming, you know, to John, to his baptism. Not to get baptized, but actually to talk against him, right? Okay? And he called them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Then he said this at verse 8. Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. Verse 9. And think not, listen to this, very important verse. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. Oh, I'm a seed of Abraham. He said, I'm, 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 I'm Jewish. But John said this, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. He basically, he's saying, that doesn't mean a lot. Why? For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. <laughs> so the idea that being Jewish, Jewish, puts you in a favorite class here, uh-uh. Okay? Says in verse 10, And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And he goes on and on. This is the same thing, kind of thing, that Paul is saying. All right, Stephanie, you've waited long enough. Stephanie from uh, Northfield, let's go to her, see what's on her mind. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Steph. Can you hear me? Yes, I sure can. Yeah, hi, can you hear me? Yes, thank you for okay. calling. Regarding what you're talking about right now, I'm confused about Jewishness as a religion and then Jewishness as a as an ethnicity. I mean, am I thinking... You can be any ethnic background and be the religion, Jew, but what is the ethnicity? I mean, I can understand that someone might be Israeli, but they I, I'm confused about that. Well, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. One thing that we have to admit, right, and say right off the bat, that uh, well, all every you know group that exists was created by God, right? All mankind was created by God. But the Jews were a people that were literally created by God. Yeah. In fact, we know that the father of the Jewish people was Abraham. But Abraham was Gentile before he became Jew. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, in other words, so that, that tells you right there. It is more than just, uh, being a Jew is more than just about being uh, a certain color. Um, it's more than just about a language. Uh, it is a group that was created by God for a, a particular purpose, the true Jews, which was to fulfill the plan of God to bring the Messiah into the world. That was the purpose. In fact, that, that was, that's uh, Paul's, and we're going to get to that. One of Paul's arguments is that, um, you know, Abraham basically, he was a Gentile before he was a Jew. Uh, so God started out with Gentiles. Remember, it, in fact, what happens when we read the Old Testament? We tend to think of the Old Testament all as a Jewish book, don't we? Yes. But we forget. Was Adam a Jew? No. Was Noah a Jew? No. Was Shem a Jew? They weren't Jews. Um, in fact, uh, Job, okay, 
uh, is a very, very ancient character, okay? Very ancient. He wasn't Jewish either. So the first people on the planet were Gentiles. Of these Gentiles, one man was removed, okay? After, especially after Adam's, uh, and, and this was a plan since Adam's sin, one man was re- removed, Abraham, to give birth to a nation that would give birth to the Messiah. That was the purpose of it, okay? So it destroys all these notions we have of race based on color and this sort of thing because you didn't have to be a certain color to be Jewish. In fact, Moses married an Ethiopian woman, and she became Jewish. So am I correct in saying that Jewishness is not an ethnicity? Well, in a sense it is, but in a sense it is not, right? Because of the fact that it is, it does have those traits, but remember— uh, humanity, the humanity that was on the earth was Gentile at first. And God stepped in and brought about the Jewish people from Abraham. That's the thing for you to know. And there's a culture that goes along with it. A lot of it's, uh, you know, dealing with uh, uh, with uh, God, okay? Uh, it's a, a religion. Right. Uh, but And remember, all of the Old Testament, in fact, the Jews were used to bring about the Messiah and to produce the scriptures, okay, for everybody. That was the, that was why God brought them on the scene. So they, but but one thing about the Jews, the Jews cannot be defined, and that's the problem. Okay, if anybody looks at it, just looks plainly at what's before their eyes, Jews cannot be defined by a color, okay, or a certain no. way of you know looking. They can't. All right. All right. All right, Stephanie, there's more to come. Keep hanging on. This, In fact, the book we're reading in will help you a whole lot on that. All right, we've got to take a break, and we'll be right back. Janet, Janet hang on. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. In small business, competition can be brutal. Over 90% of your potential customers read online reviews before buying. If your company's online reputation doesn't reflect how your customers feel about your business, then your competitor is getting the sale. If you're going to win the battle, you have to manage your company's online reputation. Reviews911.net wants to offer you a free trial of our online reviews management platform that you can have up and running in about five minutes. You'll learn how to replace bad reviews with good ones and how current reviews can make you show up at the top of local search results. Improve your customer's brand experience and get more reviews on the sites that matter most, like Google, Yelp, Facebook, and all the rest, so that new customers will find you first. Win the small business slugfest when you text WIN to 411411. Reviews 911.net. Text the word WIN to 411411 to get your free trial today. Text WIN to 411411. Text WIN to 411411. Imagine if you walked into a car dealership and they only had one model in one color with one set of options. That would be crazy. You'd turn around and walk out. But that's exactly what most remodeling companies do. They have tunnel vision, meaning they only offer one kind of windows or one kind of roof or one kind of siding that they are determined to sell you. To heck with what's actually best for your home, your preferences, or your budget. Call Performance Remodeling instead. We offer real choices, multiple materials, lines, manufacturers, and styles of windows, roofing, and siding. 
Whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever is best for your situation, we'll listen to you and help you get the right product at the right price. No pushy salespeople, no one-size-fits-all solutions. We also offer the industry's only true lifetime guarantee, which means as long as you are in your home, you pay for nothing ever again. Call Performance Remodeling at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. As America sits at a standstill, God is calling his people to action to spread hope, light, and truth. If you've ever felt the tug to share your story by writing a Christian book, now is the time to embrace the stillness and put pen to paper. Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com, where we're linking arms with believers to heed the Great Commission and get Christian books into the hands of readers. That's ChristianAuthors.com, where we're amplifying truth to see lives changed. Get your free guide to Christian publishing today at ChristianAuthors.com. call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air bible talk with pastor emory moss so much theology so little time we encourage you to call be a part of this program janet hang on going to get to you in a minute just to uh give some backup to uh what i was saying to the uh, previous caller you need to realize that the first men and women on the scene were gentiles gentiles genesis chapter 10 where it says in verse 1 now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Him, I mean, Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth. And under them were sons born after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Medea, Zaban, Tubal, Meshik, uh, Teres, okay, all these names. Verse 3, and the sons of Gomer, uh, Askenaz, Ripha, Tagarmar, the sons of Jabin, Elisha, Tarish, I mean, just a whole name. Now, notice, all these nations that are named. Verse 5 sums them up this way. These were the islands of the Gentiles, divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue and after their families and in their nations. The first people on the scene were all Gentiles. This is Genesis chapter 10. All right? The Jews don't come about until Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. So we need to realize that uh, what happens is that the Jews were a people that God stepped in and created to fulfill his plan for the whole world. And his real target was to use them to uh, to bring the, uh, the Gentiles in, okay? to bring the Gentiles in after the, the, the fall of uh, Adam and Eve. But we're going to that in more detail. In fact, uh, no doubt, uh, uh, Paul is going to help us with more of that in Romans. Let's go to Janet in Romulus. Hello, Janet. Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you? Real good. Thank you for calling. Good. Yeah, I was wondering, is uh, Catholicism, is that a cult? Do you think that's a cult? Well, you know, it's hard to call them a cult. And, I, and what I'll say is this. I don't want to minimize uh, the problems that we have with Catholicism. But uh, the difficulty with calling them a cult is that they were, they were so, so ancient, okay, so ancient, uh, unlike the Jehovah Witnesses, Christian Science, Unity School of Christianity, which all come, you know, uh, along a lot later, 
uh, Catholicism uh, wasn't around. Well, it really wasn't around until about, we could say, uh, maybe 400, uh, 500 A.D. But in terms of it, definitely I would say this, that they have a lot of false teachings that Christians absolutely cannot accept. And so in any right. book of the kingdom of the cults, you'll find them. Roman Catholicism, uh, Dr. Walter Martin wrote against them. Uh, Ron wrote, wrote against them. Not to say that there's not not Christians among Catholics, but there's some things that if you believe too much, it's hard to be a, a you know right. a Christian and be a Christian. In other words, you can't pray to Mary. There's no place in the Bible right. where you're told to pray to Mary. I mean, just absolutely. Or to saints. Or to saints, yeah. I had a friend of mine yeah. who would have little figurines of saints and plant them, uh, uh, dig a hole in front of her house and put them in there and pray. You can't do that. The yeah. only person in the Bible. Okay, that you can pray to is God, and you know that. Okay, uh, now what happens to people? Right. They are raised in the religion, uh, and and mostly it's tradition. Yeah, and they tell you it's based on tradition. Uh, there's no pope in the New Testament, and no, nowhere in the Bible does it say Peter was the pope, the first pope, right? Who speaks extra cathedral? Yeah. And, no, it's just also not um, Saul uh, didn't talk, or God didn't talk to Saul anymore because he disobeyed him. Could that happen today? Or is, did Jesus make the difference? Well, Jesus made a difference. But the bottom line is, if you turn away from the Lord, then he's not going to force you into heaven. Yeah. In other words, uh, there's a such thing in the Bible. We talk about people being a Christian. But there's a term uh, that you see over in Romans where it talks about reprobates. And a reprobate is a counterfeit, someone who, you know, uh, had God revealed to them but then turns away from God. And what God does when that happens is uh, uh, it lets you know that God is able to turn you over to what is called a reprobate mind, right? If you, oh. yeah, over in, uh, I think it's in um, in uh, Romans chapter uh, 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 27. Yeah, it's frightening. It's frightening to read where it says in Romans 1 and 27, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meet. Now listen to this. And then verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. If you do not want God in your knowledge, then you've you got to pay for it. It says, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do things which right. were not convenient. So God so will give you over. What if they turn back? If they, turn, they back, turn back? If they turn back, then uh, the Bible says that God is married to the backslider. Over in Jeremiah okay. chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. So there's hope for those folks. But a real reprobate is someone who is acting like they are a, a Christian, acting like right. they belong to Jesus Christ, right. and are not. Uh, and so that becomes the real, the real problem for them. So a lot of people who say, in other words, I always kind of tease with it. A lot of people who say they are, uh, are backsliders are not really backsliders. They're just sliders. They're just sliding, you know. <laughs> You're not laughing. Yeah. Me, that's okay. It's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, but to be reprobate, in fact, uh, there's another place, Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, where Paul talks about the same subject. Where he says in Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse 4 and 5, he writes, for though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. Now, listen to this, where Paul says, and he's writing this to a Christian church. That's why it's so uh, frightening. He writes this to the Christian church. Examine yourselves. So, in other words, 
He's writing to the church, and he's telling all the members of the church, examine yourself. Just because you're in church doesn't mean you should not examine yourself. Why? How How do you examine yourself? Well, by checking yourself out. Are you doing what the Bible says to do? Are you following the Word of God? Okay. Now, listen, Janet, hang on. Don't go anywhere. I got to take a break, but I want to come right back to you, okay? Okay, thank you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Janet. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. The New York Times seizes every opportunity to impute racist motives to Donald Trump. After his Independence Day Eve speech at Mount Rushmore, one Times headline read... President Trump orders National Garden of Heroes with list mostly of white men. Actually, Trump went out of his way to feature females and people of color who comprise 12 names on his 30-person list. That's 40% from colonial flag maker Betsy Ross to Dr. King to the ill-fated teacher astronaut Krista McAuliffe. No honest history of America would devote more than 40% of its space to female and black leaders. For our first 200 years, white males, for better or worse, utterly dominated every field of endeavor. Arguments over the Garden of Heroes do bring one welcome feature, focusing on the virtues of candidates for new memorials rather than stressing vices of those whose statues we seek to destroy. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is called 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. On June 19th comes a brand new film, Selfie Dad, available at SalemNow.com. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. But when he's confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce.
that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air with me and Janet. Janet, we're looking here, uh, finishing off what we were talking about in terms of looking at a reprobate. And I'm telling you, there's some real, uh, uh, it's a horrifying scripture to look at in its impact. Over here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 15. Now, look at what Paul says. And look at, listen how frightening this is. He writes to the church. He writes this to the, uh, to the uh, Corinthian church, writes it to them. It says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, he says, examine yourselves. Now, he's talking to the people in the pews there, in the chairs, whatever they're sitting in. Examine yourselves. He says, whether you be in the faith. What he's telling them, just because you're in the church does not mean you're saved. Just because you're in the choir does not mean you're saved. Just because you're on the usher board does not mean you're saved. And just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you're saved. Wow. Examine yourselves whether you be in, you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. A reprobate means a counterfeit. In other words, he's saying people can be acting like they're Christians, and maybe they should receive the Academy Award, because they certainly aren't right. going to heaven. That's exactly what he said. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you are welcome. I thank you for calling. Okay. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Our time is running uh, out here. Now the people, now everybody's calling, Ferndale and Shelby Township. Let's go to Nathan and see what he's got. Hello, Nathan. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call so late. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, could you uh, answer a three-part question are we under the new covenant? Who is the new covenant for? And could you give me the book, chapter, and verse? Okay. So your question is, are we under the new covenant? Who is the new covenant for? And your last question, and then you want the chapter and book. Yes, book, chapter, and verse. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. You know, all we got is just a few minutes. So what happens is I wrote everything down that you said, Nathan. So you make sure you tune in next time because this will be the first question out the box. I will answer each one of it for you, and I appreciate the way you ask it. You don't just want the answer. You want to know what in the Bible supports it, don't you? That's it. Absolutely. And you say you'll start with that tomorrow? Uh, 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 well, no, when I'm, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll start with it tomorrow, even though tomorrow's, I, I, I was planning on a different subject. I'm going to deal with this before we go to anything, Okay. Okay. You're the man. You tune in tomorrow, and we're going to be dealing with this question. All right, sir. All right. Now, I appreciate your call. Thank you. All right. That's a good question. That's a good question. And it kind of ties in with our lesson, even though we have a, a different subject. We're still in Romans here Monday night talking about uh, Israel. Uh, and when we talk about uh, this question here about whether we're under the new covenant, uh, the old covenant, uh, kind of thing, and who's under the new covenant, it still helps us with Romans, as every part of the Bible comments on other parts of the Bible. So we thank him for his call, and so this is what we'll do tomorrow. Monday night, students, I'll let you put up your Bibles for tonight. We'll be back to this. Remember, every Monday, we're going through Romans, taking our time, looking not only at the book of Romans, but also at the ramifications throughout the Bible of what Paul teaches here. 
So basically, any book of, of the Bible that you study gets you into other books. And it always raises a lot of questions. And that's what I love, because you cannot learn unless you can ask questions. That is why when you call, whether you agree or disagree with me, doesn't matter. As long as we're talking about the Bible, you've got to get some truth out of it. In terms of certain issues, uh, I'm wide open, especially on uh, the return of Christ. Friends, it's either pre-trib, uh, mid-trib, or post-trib. But I say to everybody, be ready, because Jesus said himself. I didn't say it, okay? The Bible says it. You do not know the day or the hour. That he said, watch, because you do not know when your Lord is coming. I wonder, what about that don't people understand? You can have your view, but to say that you know for sure and the other person is absolutely wrong? <laughs> I don't think so, okay? There are verses in the Bible you have to ignore to maintain that, uh, one of those positions is absolutely right, and the others are absolutely wrong. Now, I do think evidence tips in certain directions, but still, Jesus, if he said to watch, okay, the indication he's giving us is that he could come back at any moment, but that doesn't mean that it might not be pre-trib or post-trib. Well, this is Pastor Marsh. You guys see, I never want to shut up. I just love being on this program. If you want us to have more time, send us donations. P.O. Box 05879, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We need to hear from you to keep this program going. This is Pastor Moss saying God bless you. Keep reading your Bibles and we'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.